What are you doing? Doing a little ASMR again. Oh, God. Rubbing my mustache on the mic. Stop. Don't do that. And then tomorrow you're going to put your mouth on this mic. Gross. <laughs> hey, bro. Surely brewing. And Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of And the Winner Is. We are your... <laughs> uh, I'm just... <laughs> You're doing the same thing that I did to you last week. It yes. is distracting. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Joey. And I'm Jen. And this is a podcast about things we like. And today's episode is all about... Pixar movies. Pixar movies. Because indeed. Toy Story 4 comes out on today. Today? Yeah, today. Oh, okay. That's right. Friday. Holy smokes. Yeah. So that's awesome. exciting. Do you think you'll go see it? Oh, man. Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 is the movie that did not need to be made. 100% agree. Why? We why don't need it? Why add something to the perfect trilogy? What could they possibly do? Uh, you know what I would be more okay with is if they called it like... First of all, they shouldn't be doing it in the first place, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. These are beloved characters, so I understand That's why, why I they just might leave them alone. Keep... Agreed. <laughs> yeah, it could go either way. But I can see why they'd maybe be like, oh, like we want to tell more stories. Well, then don't call it four like pick new toys. Pick new toys or make it a side story like Yeah. Yeah, because you would think that like I feel like the new competition toy is like a spork. Mhm. Why wouldn't the new competition toy be like an iPad or something? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, no yeah. kid wants to play with a spork over an iPad. It's well, just that, not even realistic <laughs> at this realistic. point. Although, maybe that comes into play. Perhaps. Who knows, you know? Yeah. I, I'm sure it's going to be an amazing movie. There's no doubt that it's going to be a great movie. I mean, Pixar yeah, don't, is unreal. Don't all of the Toy Story movies have, like, 97% and above on Rotten Tomatoes? Like, yeah. all three of them? Yep. I think the first two have, like, a perfect 100 yeah, it's either a 100 or a 99 or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pixar is batting nearly 100 on most of their movies. Yeah. So anyway, Toy Story is the inspiration for this. All right. Well, uh, let's dive in. Uh, boy, I love Pixar. All right. My number five is Monsters, Inc. <laughs> my number one is Monsters, Inc. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, why don't you tell us why it's your winner? Um. I just think this movie is so clever and so smart, and what a fun way to, like, bring, like, how can you have a movie about monsters that isn't scary, but the monsters are scary. That's the point, but we get to see them in their real lives, and it's just like, it's just their job to be scary, and I think bottling up screams is just so incredibly clever. Um, And there are some scenes that I just absolutely love, like... When Mike Wazowski is putting in the one giant contact lens and he blinks like several times, just as you do when you put in contact lenses. It's yes, just it's so, so real. True to life. And I love the twins in the bunk bed scene. Twins in a bunk bed. Yeah. Hee haw. Hee haw. Wait, what about the Mike Wazowski scene where he's supposed to be on he's TV? He's in the commercial. Yeah, he's supposed to be in the commercial. And, and then the logo pops up above his face or in front of his face. And you think he's going to be mad, but he's so excited. Did you see how great I was? Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, and I just love what they do with all the monsters where like his Mike Wazowski's girlfriend has the snakes in her hair. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. But she's like so sweet and boo the little the little girl. I think is just so 
She's so perfect. And that, and, and when, uh, who is it that gets the sock on his back? <laughs> and then oh they like gosh. shave him and like, yeah, it's so oh good. yeah, it's just, everything is so clever and so fun. And that lady and just, is like the Ethel Beaver's precursor. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so heartbreaking too. Just like such a polar opposites becoming like best friends. Yes. And then having them say goodbye is so heartbreaking. Did you know, uh, I read that Billy Crystal was originally supposed to be the voice actor for Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Oh, really? Yeah. And he turned it down. Good idea. And he said that that's his one regret as an actor is turning that down. But I guess he later got to do Monsters, Inc. So good for him. Yeah, he's he was great. He's great as Mike Wazowski. As Mike Wazowski. Yeah, Absolutely. Totally fits him. What else do you have to say? That pretty much covers it. I do remember being totally blown away by the animation at the time, because that was yeah. one of the first movies that did uh, hair textures really, really well. Oh, yeah. Um, and I remember looking at Sully. Uh, Sully, yeah, yeah. And just thinking, oh my gosh, how, look how far we have come. Compared to like Toy Story 1. You know, you look at Toy Story 1, mm-hmm. and it's very plain, and then you see this, and it's just wowzers. Yeah. And the doors, like on the conveyor belt coming down and scaring the kids. Yeah, I think what makes it so good is it's uh, it's so rewatchable. It's a it perfectly is. rewatchable film. It does not get old. I agree. My number five is Inside Out. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound so disappointed. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can't make eye contact with me, though. Inside Out is, of the, of the Pixar movies that I've seen, it's probably my least favorite. Why? Because it deals with real emotions? <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I just didn't. I don't want to talk. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, the Pixar scale is different than a, a normal movie scale. A bad Pixar movie is like a great normal movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. This movie's just so incredibly unique to me. Mm-hmm. Like giving life to all of the different emotions and having the emotions be the main characters, not necessarily the girl that the emotions are attached to. I think is so, it was just so cool. And I remember feeling it was just like very emotional. Well, I also was like once a teenage girl as well. <laughs> so I understand that emotional roller coaster that this girl is on. Although I've never moved to a different town and I don't know what that's like, but I feel like you can resonate with them. And the voice actors are so good. You've got Amy Poehler mm, and you've got Amy Phyllis. Poehler. Vance. Yes. I don't know her real name. I think her real name actually Mother is Goose. Phyllis. Mother Goose. <laughs> but she's Sadness, and those are the two main characters, and they're just so great together, I think. Um, and I learned that all of the emotions have intentional shapes that kind of match the emotion that they are supposed to convey. Mm, yeah, so, yeah, for yeah. example, Disgust is shaped like a piece of broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> Anger looks like a brick. Fear is tall and thin like a nerve. Joy like a star. And sadness resembles a teardrop. Oh, I like that. Which I think is kind of super fun. cool. And joy has like an aura around her that's blue. And a lot of people thought it was because sadness is the opposite of joy. And I think Pixar said it was because it was joy finally accepting sadness that it was like an emotion that's okay to feel. Which I'm like, oh, this is so much deeper. Yeah. And there's there's one part where they go to long-term memory 
Do you remember this part of the movie where joy and sadness travel to long-term memory? And they were saying that long-term memory is supposed to be like the size of Taiwan. Like if you were to equate it to something in the real world. Yeah. And that like family ties or something was the size of Disneyland. Which I just think is so interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought it was really clever. And what I like about Pixar movies is that none of the stories are even remotely the same. So it's not like they're just repurposing the same story with like different characters in like a different setting. Oh, interesting. I feel... Okay, that's interesting. Because I feel like they do have a continuity to them that most studios might not have. What do you mean? I feel like they've they've got their own version of the hero's journey. And they kind of stick to well, that I, formula a little bit. I think that the two are very different. I think story and formula are completely different. Like, would you say that Finding Nemo is the same as Inside Out? No, 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 no. Yeah, I think I think they're totally different. But there's, I feel like every single story ever told has basically the same formula. It's like intro, problem, adventure, conclusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know what you're saying. Uh, the you, you know what else I think I'm I'm remembering that I didn't quite like is that Amy Poehler's character happiness was so overbearing. Joy, Joy yeah, was so overbearing. Well, that's what joy is. I know. It's an overbearing emotion. (laughs) I just remember thinking, oh man, I'm a little bit annoyed with joy right now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, that's how I feel about all people that are super joyful all the time. (laughs) But uh, it was, um, her original name was supposed to be optimism, but then they realized optimism isn't an emotion. (laughs) So. It's also much harder to say as a child. Yeah. And so, and they were like, they thought it was too close to like adolescence or something. Oh, okay. So they changed it to joy. Yeah. It's also and, it's quite complex. Optimism is, is complex. Yeah. It's, it's not an emotion too. So yeah. it's easy to throw that out. And they all had specific names. So it was like mm. anger's name was like Carl or something. But then they were like, meh, like we should probably just keep it to the emotion so people don't get confused. So they can latch like, on. Like why are yeah. we trying to make this more complex than <laughs> Than it needs to be. That's yeah. what I feel like Pixar is so good at making the right choices for a story. Like, mm-hmm. let's just, what it comes down to is making a good story. We don't need to go into complex detail that is unneeded. Mm-hmm. We're just telling you this one really strong story. I uh, I do remember watching something about this movie where they were using different flashbacks or something. There's a scene of disgust where they're showing the parents feeding the child yeah. broccoli. Do you yeah. know what I'm about yeah. to say? I don't know. Okay, where they feed the child broccoli in America to represent disgust. But in China, they don't kids don't mind broccoli. Didn't resonate. Yeah, or Japan, they do, they don't mind broccoli, yeah. so it's something totally unrelated. Something that like <laughs> we wouldn't mind here. You know, yeah. it's like scrambled eggs or something. Oh, so the movie is different. So they change the the ingredients. Oh, that's interesting. And a couple of little things that that don't resonate emotionally. Why isn't it in just other cottage countries. cheese? No one likes cottage cheese. My dad likes cottage cheese. Well, I'll have to talk to him about that. He's from the South. I, is that a Southern thing? Maybe. <laughs> I'll have to ask him. Missouri. <laughs> okay, my number four now. Yes. Is uh, Coco. Oh. What? I will say this. <laughs> Actually, before before that. Uh, my number four is Coco, indeed. Okay. <laughs> but 
my top four are in a class all on their own. So as 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 you know, I'm a Letterboxd user. And oh, when I think are of, you? I am. Oh, what is what is Letterboxd again? It's not a, an ad, by the way. It's a social media platform for movie lovers to categorize the movies that they watch. Super fun. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, the way I do do it in terms of ranking movies on this platform is I, I treat a three like an average movie, and then a four or a two is a significantly above or below average, and then a five or a one is extremely good or extremely bad. So most of my movies on Letterboxd are three. Mm-hmm. And I've only got, there's like 50 fives. And four, I have four of those fives are Pixar movies. Oh, okay. Like it has to be an amazing movie to be a five. Okay. And so these next four are all fives. Okay. And then all of the other Pixar movies are pretty much fours. So how did you decide? Except for Cars. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cars 2? Cars 2. Oh Cars boo. Cars boo is absolutely right. <laughs> so how did you decide to order these four? Um, kind of on a whim. Okay, so tomorrow <laughs> it could be different. It could be different. Okay, okay. so Coco is your number four. Coco is my number four. Coco is my number two. Ooh, okay, yeah, I love Coco. So I'm basically just going in reverse. So here's the reason Coco, on a whim, didn't make my top three. It's because I consider the the rewatchability of Coco lower than some of the other members of my top three. Yep. Uh, and it's lower, actually, than Monsters, Inc., as well. Like it, it doesn't feel extremely rewatchable because it's because it's so heavy. Coco is a movie that I've seen one time and I will never watch it again unless I'm in a circumstance where I have to for some reason. It's just so beautiful. It's like I, don't, I can't. I don't There's need to no put myself through it again. There's no way that rewatching it is going to. Yeah. It, it was so th- magical that yeah. first time, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. Th- yeah, so- we went with our families. It was like a blend of your family and my family. Yeah. And, like, everyone was feeling a little weepy, I think. Holy smokes. If I had to describe Coco in one word, it would be magical, actually. The the stunning, stunning visuals. And I'm a sucker, as you know, for glowy stuff. And this is a movie that is basically pure glowy it's just glowing stuff. It's glowing the all, whole time. Firing all in all cylinders. And then you and I also have a thing uh, for skulls and, like, Day of the Dead stuff. Love skulls. Love sugar skulls. Yeah, we're just into that stuff. I'm just into it. So, combining the glowy with the skulls, and then the trifecta, to round it all out, is it's about music. Yeah. And as a musician, I, it just oh, it just captured me. Yeah. I was just enraptured, and I remember just totally tearing up at the end. It's so oh, yeah. sentimental and sweet. singing the song to his Holy grandmother, songs. and she like, is remembering... And just the whole idea of it, it's like, okay, so you're a living human being, you die, then you go to this, like, beautiful spirit world, which is way cooler than the normal world, (laughs) where everyone looks like a skeleton, like, that is my ideal world, but then you're there, and if the people on Earth start to forget you, then you, like, permanently disappear. Those are pretty high stakes. Those are high stakes. Because you know, you know that that's what happens. Because it's like, here we are right now. We don't know technically what happens when you die. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, in this world that once you're forgotten, like, that's it for you. Yep. Super scary. Super scary. Also very beautiful, though. That is so beautiful. Yeah. Very emotional. Emotional stuff. It's also one of those movies where you, you might think you know what's going to happen. I just feel like you don't really. 
And I love how they brought like famous people into it. There's like Frida Kahlo in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just oh, like, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. Just <laughs> imagining what they would be like. And yeah, it's just a fun movie. All right. You want me to go next? Yeah. Okay. Um, my number four is Finding Nemo. Awesome. That's my number three. Oh, wow. We have more crossover than I was expecting. Uh, Finding Nemo, beautiful animation, amazing villain, Darla. Darla? The girl with the braces that shakes bags of fish. <laughs> she is a villain. She is, a, I guess, she's villainous. She's so scary. That would be such a good Halloween costume. But now that you say, yeah, it would be. Yeah. But now that you say villain, I'm realizing Nemo doesn't actually have a villain, really. Which is really interesting. It's like, just humans. Yeah. Are like, the villain. Yeah. Um, There's no main character villain, though. Darla. <laughs> Darla <laughs> is basically Sid. Oh, yeah. Darla and Sid. Yeah. Um, Sid's a good villain. Anyway, um, I like this movie because it's a great adventure story. Marlin and Dory going across like the Great Barrier Reef and having all of their ocean adventures and all the characters they meet along the way are super fun. Like Bruce the Shark. So fun. The sea turtles. Yes. The, so je- fun. the jellyfish scene. How about the uh, the seagulls? Mine. The seagulls. <laughs> yeah. When they go really, really deep into the ocean and they meet the scary glowy fish. Yeah. The anglerfish. Yeah. Um, when Dory speaks whale. And she's like practicing whale. And she's like, oh, did that have too much orca? I think it had too much orca. And it's just like. <laughs> that was a great cast. So thing. funny. Oh, and the little jellyfish when he inks. <laughs> yeah. Or the, uh, the uh, octopus, is that? Or squid? Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some jellyfish squid. Same thing. They both have <laughs> tentacles, right? Something like tentacles. Yes. Ellen DeGeneres is the greatest thing that's ever happened to humanity. I'll say it here first. I just want to, f- I've never found a person that has said, I don't like Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, she's so great. She is. And she's great as Dory. Do you, okay, I was going to ask you, do you know the address that she's supposed to memorize? 4332 Wallaby Way. P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. Okay, so I was pretty close. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Anyway, I just think that's a beautiful movie, too, because it's, like, all of the reef shots. Very beautiful. And just, like, the colorful fish. And to capture ocean water with the uh, the way light diffuses underwater. Yeah. They did that really well. Mm-hmm. And when they go touch the butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. What's your number three? Brave. 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 I've talked about Brave before on this podcast because Merida was in my top top five Disney princesses, but I love the setting. Scotland is beautiful. It's kind of like a mythical story. It's that classic mother-daughter strained relationship. Daughter lashes out, does something stupid. Mom turns into a bear. You know, just your classic tale. That classic tale. <laughs> typical Tuesday. Yeah. But I just, that was so unexpected when I went and saw this movie. I didn't know really the plot. So for a movie about a princess to turn into this like cool adventure story, I thought was really fun. Um, and the accents are great and her hair is great is enviable at best. I mean, just a magical story. 
and just super terrifying too. Yeah, much like, more very, adult. Very heartfelt. Yeah. I love that movie. Brave, number three. <laughs> All right, my number two is Wally. Wally. Yeah, it was at your Wally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you, can I hear your best Wally? Wally. Ooh, that was pretty good. Thank you. Uh, can I hear yours? <laughs> Wally. Eva. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. I've seen that movie one time. Oh, same with for for Wally, huh? As yeah. Coco. Yeah. Is for the same reasons? No. <laughs> I went to that movie on a first date. Well, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> and here's here's a weird thing. I was supposed to pick that person up. Yeah. First of all, that's just like rule number one. Like, I shouldn't have to go pick you up. Like, where's your vehicle? Or like, you know. No, say more. Like, what do you we mean? could just like take the bus or something. I don't know. It was just irritating that I had to pick him up. Oh, because you wanted him to pick you up? Or yeah, just like, I don't know. I'm like, I've got a little bit of traditional in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, why should, just because you don't have a vehicle... <laughs> Like, doesn't mean you can borrow one. <laughs> and I went there, and he wasn't even home when I went to pick him up. Now, that's not great. Yeah. And then, consequently, <laughs> I don't know. He just wasn't home, so I waited. I had to wait, what? like, 15 minutes. Yeah, and that's then we weird. were late. And he doesn't have a car. He didn't have a car. Yeah, so all of these red flags, Joey. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. of them are here. Okay. So why did we date for, like, three years? Four years? Oh, interesting. Yeah, right? Yeah. That was very stupid. But I love Wally. <laughs> Me too. I, I I feel like it says a lot about a movie if you can make a masterpiece like Wally and have basically no dialogue. Mm-hmm. It just proves what amazing storytellers Pixar are. Yeah. Pixar. Pixar are. <laughs> I love <laughs> I love all the fat people oh, up in the space station. It just feels like something that isn't out of the realm of possibility. Yes. I just, it's so funny. Oh, man, there was something, like, I remember watching this, I, I because I was so in love with it at the time when it first came out. I was just so in awe of this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe how good this movie is. I remember showing it to my parents. I was like, you guys, you have to see this movie. And so I watched it with them. I think my dad fell asleep. <laughs> and then my mom, when it ended, she turned around and she's like, so what was that even about? <laughs> I was just like, what? Are you guys kidding me right now? <laughs> That's disappointing. I know. But you know what? Did they like it? Did they have fun? Did you <laughs> so have sure. a fun time hanging out together? We had fun and that's what counts. <laughs> I don't think they liked it. Well, Wally's not for everyone. No, and I get that. I get that. Yeah. It's just one of those Classic things where... Classic disaster movie. As John John Starkey would say. It's like one of those things where you want something, like, you're so amped to show somebody something, and then you show them, and you can see it on their face that they don't, they don't love it like you love it. Yeah. And so, there's, there's like, this moment where at first you're in denial, and you're like, no, 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 but you're not hearing the, (laughs) you're not getting this part of it. Yeah. And from their perspective, they're thinking, no, I definitely do <laughs> understand or I get this part of it. It's just not doing it for me. Yeah, that's so. the hard part about sharing things you love with other people. You just want, <laughs> I know that there have been times where I just want someone to like something so much mm-hmm. where it's almost like I just shouldn't even bother. <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't for fear of disappointment. All what right. about you? And my winner is, since we have done your number one already, yeah. is Toy Story 3. Oh, Toy Story 3. 
Oh, no other Toy Stories made it on our list. I know. I can't believe it. Meh. Toy Story is overrated. Toy Story in general is probably overrated. But Toy Story 3, I think, uh, at least in the moment, uh, got my number one spot because I think it's really challenging to make an ending to a trilogy or to do a trilogy where all of the movies are very strong or potentially stronger than the than the origin story. Most origin mm-hmm. stories are what really excite people. Yeah. And so to come out with a second or third movie that is debatably better than the first, that's totally amazing. Toy Story is like a fine wine. Yes. And this is the perfect ending to that trilogy. So um, I remember when I went to go see this. <laughs> I went to go see this with my friend Sam. And we were in the theater, and there's there's that scene. In the, the furnace? In the furnace, where the, all of the toys think they're going to die. <laughs> they're holding hands. And they all hold hands. And it's like, you think this is the end, and you're like, oh my gosh, the, this is how they're going to go out. Because they've all kind of come to, to grips with it. It's not like a, a scary moment. It is scary, but it's it's presented in such a way that it's, it's kind of like a poetic scary. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I guess this is it. Yeah. And I turned to look at Sam. And, and, and at this point, I'm starting to tear up and I've got, I, I mean, I'm, I'm basically... You've got I, eyeliner I'm, on, so it's clear that you're crying. I'm running. Yeah. It's clear that I'm crying. And I look over at Sam and Sam makes eye contact with me and I see that he is also crying. And then I'm just like, okay, well, all bets are off. Let's just let the waterworks just start. Just get weepy. Yeah. And then for the next 20 minutes, it was just waterworks. I mean... There's the scene where he's writing Andy on the shoe, and he's saying goodbye to Andy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So great. I know. Such a silly moment. It's just like, again, like, why? Why do we need a number four? Yeah, we don't. That's that's the thing. Number three was such a perfect ending. Yeah. Don't spoil it. Okay, here's my fun fact about Woody. Apparently, two things. Apparently, he was going to be like... Uh, a ventriloquist doll at oh, first. Scary. Which, yeah, and then they realized that is horrific. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to change that. We're going to change him to a cowboy. <laughs> Good idea. Very wise. Very wise choice. I also love Barbie and Ken. Oh, yeah. Oh, and actually, that just reminded me of another fun thing about Barbie. What? Barbie was going to be in the first one. Um, they reached out to Barbie. But Barbie at the time said uh, they, they didn't want to participate in the movie because they wanted uh, uh, kids to have their own idea of what Barbie could be. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want Toy Story dictating what, like, the character caricature of Barbie. Yeah. Which seems, that's totally reasonable. Mm-hmm. It's only later after they realized how awesome Toy Story was. Isn't she in the first one, though? No, it's only Bo or Peep. Or is it just dolls? Well, don't they go to the store? Which movie do they go to the store in? I thought that was number two, maybe. Oh, okay. I don't know. I haven't seen... It's been a while. Any, I've only seen Toy Story 3 once because it's just like emotionally taxing, so I don't think I can <laughs> handle it again. It's like any movie that is too emotional for me, I'll only watch once. Yeah, you only need to see it once. Yeah, it's like, why put myself through this? <laughs> like, what's the point? <laughs> Even if it's a great story, yeah. I don't need I don't need to feel that much. Okay. Interesting. Awesome. So, let's hear your list. Um, okay, my number five, Inside Out. Number four, Finding Nemo. Number three, Brave. Number two, Coco. And my winner is Monsters, Inc. My number five is Monsters, Inc. 
My number four is Coco. My number three is Nemo. Finding Nemo. My number two is Wally. And my number one and my winner is Toy Story 3. Up is super overrated, in my opinion. I think so, too. But you would agree, though, that, that those first 20 minutes, that intro sequence is not overrated. It is not overrated. It's tragic and horrifying. And beautiful. And beautiful, but also horrifying. It's not horrifying. It is to me. There's nothing horrifying that happens to her, right? It's just She it's, dies. I know, but I, <laughs> horrifying. I just it's not it's not the right word. Okay, well to me, there's nothing really worse than death. Horrific. I would probably describe your death as horrific, no matter how it happens. What happens if I died peacefully in my sleep? It's still horrific on my heart. Yeah. It's terrible. No, it's my life. Okay. I can say that things are horrific, and it might be a little bit dramatic, but I don't care. Because it's my life, and it's now or never. <laughs> and I ain't gonna live <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bon Jovi.